0: What do you do when you come across a problem that is so big, you don't even know where to begin to fix it? I think all of us can agree that the past couple of years have revealed a lot of problems in our world. And it seems like everyone has their own opinions on where to start fixing this whole mess, whether it be issues of inequality and racial injustice or the massive divisions in our country over politics and really everything or whether it's about how to fix the economy or the environment or all the chaos and devastation surrounding this global pandemic. Everyone has their own ideas of what to do to fix it. But I'm betting that many of you watching this feel like I do. When you think about these things, you're thinking, what can I really do? I'm just one person. Where would I even start? It's hard enough to figure out what to do in my marriage with my kids and in my relationships with my finances and my job and my mental and physical health. I'm so focused on those things. How can I even begin to look beyond that? It's not that I don't care. It's just, I don't know where to start. So what do you do? Are you just doomed to feel all this pressure forever or Are you just supposed to retreat to not caring at all because you can't care about everything, so why care about anything? Well, throughout the course of this video series, we are going to learn a third approach that not only can offer the solution to the problems in our world, but in this video you're watching right now, we're gonna talk about the solutions for the problems in your home, in your relationships, and in your marriage. And that may sound too good to be true, but I hope you'll stick with us. Because here at Community Christian Anywhere, even though we know that life can be difficult and complicated and tiring, we have experienced a life that is easy, light, and full of rest that can only be found in Christ Jesus. And we believe that this life is possible for you too, no matter what you believe about Him. Because no matter what you think about God, I believe He can't stop thinking about you. He is for you, and He only has good in mind for you. And we want to help you find all that God has in store for your life. Hi, my name is Heidi, and welcome to Community Christian Anger.
1: what the longest river in the United States is? Yeah, I know, geography's not my strong subject either. And don't worry, this is not a geography lesson, but this will illustrate what I'm talking about in just a minute. So, do you know the answer? Well, if you said the Mississippi River, you and I would have both had the same answer. We would have both been wrong. Yeah, I always thought it was the Mississippi, but it's not. The longest river in America is the Missouri River. Now, it's only somewhere between 40 to 100 miles longer, and the Missouri actually does flow into the Mississippi, but it technically is the longest. But either way, they both run through a huge part of our country, flowing all the way down into the Gulf of Mexico. And I'm sure you know that both of these rivers are very important to a lot of people. They're a huge food and water supply for wildlife, vegetation, and for humans. We use them for transportation. We get electricity by harnessing the power of their waters. Now imagine if someone decided to start dumping millions of barrels of toxic waste into one of these rivers somewhere in the middle of the country. And then suddenly, people way down in New Orleans started to get sick. Crops that were being watered by the river started dying. Fish and wildlife were getting wiped out. And what if the people who were being affected down the river decided that their solution to the problem was to just work harder and harder to treat the symptoms of their sicknesses, to try and rescue the wildlife and treat the dying crops? Well, you'd probably say, that's not the way to solve this problem. You're just working on the effects. You're dealing only with the consequences. If you really wanna fix this problem, you've got to go right to the source. You've got to stop the flow of toxic waste. You have to go upstream. That's where the problem's coming from. And that's where the solution is. Well, all of that is an illustration of a discussion that I want us to begin today as a church community. If you're new to Community Christian, welcome. My name's Jason. I'm one of the teaching pastors here, along with Nathan and Ed, and for these discussions over the next few weeks, we're gonna be laying out a focus and a direction that our church is taking, a direction that we believe God is leading us to, and the direction we're heading is upstream. See, like we said earlier, most of us feel so much pressure to do something about all these problems, not only in our world, but also in our own lives, but we don't even know where to start. It all seems too big for us to solve, but what if? What if there were something you could focus on that would begin to take you away from the immediate problems and issues that you face every day and that our world is facing right now? And what if you were able to move upstream to the source of it all and begin to work on that? And what if that upstream approach had the power to change everything below? What if changes you make upstream could affect all of the problems downstream. Well, that's what this series is going to be about. See, at Community Christian, we don't wanna just treat the symptoms of all the problems that you and our world at large are facing. We wanna go upstream, right to the source. In each week of this series, as we gather together in person and here online, we're going to focus on a specific area in your life and what an upstream approach might look like. We're also gonna be looking at how our church community is participating in some upstream work that you can be a part of. But before we get to the specifics, I wanna share with you what we mean when we talk about this upstream idea. I'm sure you won't be surprised to hear me say this because we are a church after all, but we are fully convinced that Jesus is the clearest, most complete representation of who God is and what he's like. In fact. We believe Jesus is God who came to us in human form to complete God's rescue plan for a world that's been corrupted and distorted from its original state. Jesus proved all of this by dying on the cross and resurrecting from the dead. He offers us a full abundant life, a full eternal life with God, not way far off in the future after you die, but eternal life now in the power and the presence of God. And because we believe all of this, We believe that the solution to every problem that you face, the solution to every problem that our world is facing, it's found when individual people follow Jesus and His teachings. Becoming a follower, or what you might call a disciple of Jesus, is the upstream solution to every problem. Now, I know that might sound naive or even oversimplified to you, especially if you don't even believe all of those things that I just described about Jesus. And listen, I can understand that. And I'm not asking you to just blindly take me at my word or to even fake something that you're unsure about. But here's what I am asking. Just listen and engage in these conversations for the next few weeks. And most importantly, give discipleship to Jesus a try. Move upstream just a bit. Put the teachings of Jesus into action in some area of your life and just see what happens. I mean, what have you got to lose? But see, what I think you'll discover is what myself and many others have found out. Following Jesus is the way to the full abundant life that He promised. It's a solid foundation that withstands every storm of life. And discipleship to Jesus, is the solution to every problem you face. Now, this might sound surprising to you after that long setup about going upstream, but we're gonna kick off this series in this discussion today by looking at relationships, particularly marriage and dating relationships. And I'll tell you why. See, I'm convinced that if we could transform every marriage and dating relationship to consist of men and women, who have made discipleship to Jesus their highest priority, I think nearly everything else in our world would become unrecognizable from what we see today. Marriages led by Jesus and His teaching would heal families in ways that would virtually eliminate financial struggles, divorce, infidelity, even abuse. And those healthy Christ-centered marriages would build parents who raise healthy Christ-centered children, children who grow up safe, confident, and whole, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, I believe you could literally change our world by just healing marriages and relationships. They are an upstream solution to all kinds of downstream problems, and that's why we wanted to focus on this first. So let's look at an upstream approach that I believe won't just treat the symptoms in your relationships, but I think this goes right to the root of a lot of your problems, and this will be valuable to you whether you're married or you're dating or even if you just know someone who is. This is an illustration that I saw years ago from a really great preacher named Andy Stanley. Check this out.
0: I'm sure you would agree that no one comes into a relationship with their heart in perfect shape. Everybody brings stuff into the relationship with them. It's often what we call baggage. She's got stuff in her past and he's got stuff in his past. So, let me introduce you to this couple that we will call Mr. and Mrs. Mug. Nice looking couple, huh? Now, when Mr. and Mrs. Mug first started dating and getting to know each other, they were like every couple. They put on their best faces, they were careful, they tried to do and say what they thought the other wanted to hear because they were trying to win each other's hearts. And that worked great because they fell in love and then they got married. And about a month into their marriage, something happened. They had a problem, a disagreement. You could say that they like bumped into each other. And some stuff came out. He said some things, she said some things. Neither one of them had ever heard while they were dating. And when he reacted one way and She reacted another way. They both stormed out of the house. She went over to her sister's house and said, I had no idea he was like this. I cannot believe I married him. My husband has issues. And then he went over, well, I don't know where he went because who knows where men go because they don't talk to anybody. But he says to himself, who is this woman? Every time she brings that up, it just makes me so mad. And she just keeps bringing it up and bringing it up. My wife has issues. And every time they argue, they just just keep bumping into each other. And this stuff, it just keeps flying out of them. And neither one of them likes it. It's causing them to drift apart. But every time the stuff comes out and they just point to each other and say, Look at what you're doing. You are the one who makes me act this way. You are the reason I get so mad. And if you would just stop bumping into me, then all these beads wouldn't come flying out because I had all of this stuff contained inside here until you came along. So it's your fault. And see, both of them think that the reason the beads keep flying out is because they keep bumping into each other. But it's not the reason. You want me to tell you what the real reason is? Okay, but you're gonna have to pay close attention. You may even wanna write this down. The reason this stuff comes out is because that's what was in there. Yeah, I know, it's really complicated. But the reason your boyfriend and your girlfriend or your husband or your wife brings out all of this stuff when you bump into each other is because it was already inside you. And you know this is true. There's just something about committed romantic relationships that have a unique way of giving us our first big bump. It's relationships that bring out the best in us and also the worst in us. Some of the worst things you've ever said, you say to the people you love the most. Isn't that weird? But it's the way it is, isn't it? The people who ultimately commit to one another and who each other love more than anyone else in the world are the same people who get madder at each other than they would anyone else. And when it happens and all that junk comes spewing out of us, we turn and we blame it on the person that we're in love with for whatever comes out of us. And I know this may sting for some of us to hear this, but this is why you've tried with relationships two and three and four with different people and the same beads just keep popping out over and over again. And you keep saying to yourself and telling all your friends that you just haven't found the right person yet. And if you could just find a man or woman who doesn't make these beads pop out of you, then you'd finally be happy. But again, what you don't realize is the reason that the beads keep popping out is because that's what's in you. You just keep taking those same beads with you everywhere you go, and they follow you into every relationship that you're in.
1: So, what do you do about all this? Well, you have to do something that most people never do, because most people have never been taught how to do it. This is the upstream solution to almost all of relationship issues you have to start paying attention to what's going on inside of you. And this is where discipleship to Jesus comes in. You remember what I said earlier, following Jesus and his teachings is the solution to every problem? Well, this is what Jesus said about you and about me. He said, what comes out of your mouth gets its start in your heart. It's from the heart where we vomit up evil arguments, murder, Adultery, fornications, thefts, lies, and cussing, that is what pollutes us. See, all the stuff that comes out of you, it came from somewhere and it came from within you because it was already inside your heart. There was another wise person who wrote in the older part of the Bible and he said it this way. He said, above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. Everything you say. Everything you do, it doesn't just come from nowhere. It comes from inside of you, from the very seat of your mind, your emotions. It starts in your heart. So if you want all of this stuff to stop coming out of you whenever you bump into someone or whenever there's a conflict, you need a strategy to monitor and clean up and guard your heart. So let me ask you this, what's your strategy? What's your plan for guarding your heart? What are you doing to pay attention to what's going on inside of you? Now, most of you are probably gonna say to me, well, I'm not sure I really have a plan or a strategy. (laughs) And you're probably right. Most people never even think about this, mainly because we're too busy blaming other people for their behavior and what's coming out of them. Most people aren't very good at guarding their heart, but I'll tell you what you are good at. You're really good at monitoring your partner's behavior. I mean, you're an expert at looking at someone else and pointing out what they should do, what they shouldn't do, what they need to stop doing, what they ought to start doing. Because if he or she would just do that or stop that, we'd both be happy. And come on, we're all like this, aren't we? But let me ask you something. You've taken that approach your whole marriage or your whole relationship. Maybe even more than one relationship are you happy yet? Is that working out for you? This is why you need to change your approach from monitoring their behavior and start monitoring your own heart. You need to pay attention to what's going on inside of you. See, we all go into our relationships and we depend on our spouse or our partner to do things or to say things that will make us feel the way that we want to feel. You know, mostly what we want them to make us feel is we want to feel the way we did the first time we met or the moment we fell in love. And you know what? If all of us had nothing but good stuff on the inside of us, that approach just might work. But we don't just have good stuff inside of us. And that's why some of the things that he does brings out all of that bad stuff in you. That's why whenever she brings up that subject, it drives you crazy and it makes you so mad then you get frustrated because he's not making you feel the way you wanna feel and she's not making you feel how you wanna feel. See, here's the thing. Your ability to feel things is determined by the condition of your heart. In fact, I'll put this into a phrase that's really easy for you to remember. What's in you is going to come out of you regardless of who is with you. So, how do you monitor the condition of your heart? Well, I'll tell you, it's really simple, but it's not very easy. But I'm telling you, if you start doing this and you start getting pretty good at it, this will help you navigate through almost all those downstream problems and those arguments that you've ever had in your relationship. So here's what you do. You stop and you think about what you're feeling before you speak. In other words, try and figure out what's in your heart before it comes out of your heart go even further than that because see what's inside of your heart it's what we call an emotion and you need to name that emotion you you even need to say it out loud I believe but here's what I've noticed a lot of people we struggle to do this mainly because you just don't have the words or you don't have the vocabulary to express it especially for most of us guys right many of us were brought up to hide our emotions or to just never talk about it So I get this can be tough for a lot of people. So mostly when we try to name whatever emotion it is that we're feeling, we usually just say things like, well, I'm just frustrated. She makes me frustrated or I'm just frustrated at him. Just frustrated. But if you truly wanna guard and monitor your heart, I'm telling you, you gotta go deeper than that. So let me give you some words. Let me give you some ideas to help you identify what is often inside of your heart because it really is more than just being frustrated maybe you should say something like this. You know, right now I just feel unappreciated. Or, I'm feeling kind of left out. I feel embarrassed. I feel ugly, unlovable. Or you know what? Whenever you say that, it makes me feel like a failure. Or I just feel old, stupid, lonely, abandoned. Or you know what? Right now, I I just feel scared. I'm afraid that this might happen or something bad will happen. I I just feel out of control. Or maybe I feel betrayed, disrespected, insecure. I feel picked on. Or you know what? I think I'm jealous. Now that one, that's a hard one to admit. But you might say, you know, whenever I see her, whenever I hear you talk about that, I just feel a little jealous on the inside. See, whatever that emotion is that you're feeling inside your heart, before you do anything with it, before you say anything about it, just give it a name. Bring it out into the light. Because here's the truth, as long as emotions stay hidden, they are powerful. But the moment you bring that emotion out into the light, that's when it starts to lose its power over you. So you call the emotion by name, and then you start asking yourself these questions. Why is it that those words that he says or that thing that she does, why does that make me feel this way? Because see, then what you're doing when you ask those questions is you're opening up the truth to yourself that what's about to come out of you is something that was already inside of you. And maybe you need to start by dealing with that thing first because most of what you're feeling it's stuff you brought with you into the relationship so you deal with that before you ever start blaming it on your spouse or blaming it on your partner and listen it doesn't mean that what he or she did was right but this is about going to the source going upstream so that you're better equipped to solve the problem so you name your emotion you be specific you say it out loud, and then, whenever it's an appropriate time, whenever you're in an appropriate setting, then you tell your spouse, you tell your boyfriend or your girlfriend, you say, you know, when you said what you said this morning to me, it, it just made me feel like a failure. Or you say, you know, when you didn't call me yesterday and you wound up being late, I just have to tell you, it just makes me feel unappreciated. Or you say, Last night, when you pointed out that thing that I was doing wrong or you talked about what I wasn't doing right, it just makes me feel like a failure on the inside. And listen, if you're the one who's on the receiving end of that statement, if your spouse or your significant other comes to you and they reveal an emotion like that to you, here's something that I want to make perfectly clear to you. There are no bad emotions. See, emotions are just how someone feels. So you need to understand this conversation that they're having with you, it's not a criticism of you. It's just information. Because here's what a lot of people do when they hear things like this. They say, you shouldn't feel that way. Or it's not my fault. Or even worse, we'll say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Because you see now, those defensive things, (laughs) they're coming out of you. And that's not their fault. That defensiveness, that was already on the inside of you because they're not blaming you. What they're doing is opening up to you. They're actually reaching out for love. They're reaching out for some understanding. And those kinds of defensive reactions, they're a you problem, not a them problem. So in fact, do you know what the proper response is when someone that you love comes to you and opens up to you about their emotions and what they're feeling on the inside? Here's the proper loving response, you say. I'm so glad you told me. And then, you know what you say next? Did you hear it? (laughs) Of course not, you didn't hear anything because I didn't say anything. And that's what you should say. See, when your spouse or your boyfriend, your girlfriend expresses to you from their heart what they feel on the inside, your proper response should be, listen, I am so glad you told me that. Thank you for sharing that with me. And then. Then, do you know what healthy people do when they discover that something they have said or something that they have done has brought out negative emotions or that it has hurt someone that they love? You know what they do? They quit doing it. They quit saying it. See, this may be difficult for some of you, but think about it. Can you imagine how your last argument would have gone if the two of you had done what I just described to you instead of what you did instead? Can you see how this would completely transform your marriage, your relationships? Two people who are guarding and monitoring their hearts instead of monitoring their partner's behavior. Two people who are calmly, lovingly, just sharing their heart with one another, and then loving each other by saying and doing things that help each other not to feel those negative emotions. Telling you, this could transform your marriage, your family, your entire life. So let me just recap everything that I just taught you. When you feel the bump, before you let the emotions come flying out of you, stop, ask yourself, what exactly am I feeling? And then give it a name, say it out loud, bring it out into the light, and then look at what the other person did to bring that out of you. And just consider for a moment, maybe this is a problem on the inside of my heart and ask God to help you overcome whatever it is that's inside of you. And then when the time is right and everybody's way less heated, share that specific emotion with your partner. And whenever your partner reveals their heart to you, you just lovingly and gently say, wow, I am so glad you told me that. And then whatever you can do or whatever you can stop doing to help them not feel that way, just do that. That's how You love them.
0: Now, maybe all of this has raised some questions for you. Maybe you've got some what ifs or what about this kind of scenarios. That's a good thing because we don't believe a 25 minute video can solve every situation and every relationship problem. But what you're feeling, that's a signal to you that you need to talk to somebody about it maybe your spouse, maybe a friend, maybe somebody here at our church. So I want to ask you to simply text marriage to the number on the screen and somebody from our team would love to have a conversation with you. And just so you know, we are committed as a church to help you move upstream so that you can build a better marriage and to have more healthy romantic relationships. Over the course of the next few months and into next year, you're going to see some opportunities and some resources that we'll be offering to help with that. We really do believe that the way of Jesus can help you build a stronger marriage and that stronger marriages within our church and our surrounding community will help all of us solve a lot of the downstream problems that we're all facing. So I hope you'll join us as we go on this journey together. Simply text marriage to the number on the screen to take your next step in this journey with us. And as you leave, never forget that no matter what you think about God, He can't stop thinking about you.